the great gift of the Trinity, one of the most difficult concepts in our theology, to understand how we have three in one. And yet, do we really need to know the depth of that theology? Can we just accept this reality that is true to us? We have a wonderful God who's given us creation. He formed the world, all the different aspects of the world, the planets, the stars, the sky, the moon, all of it. And then we look around and see the incredible plants and animals. And it just amazes me in the springtime of the year how these barren trees start to put out little buds, and then leaves, and then flowers. To watch how these little itsy-bitsy things can grow into massive things. To look at a baby when it's born and see the incredible gift of all the perfection that is in that child. To truly be humbled, because we could not do it on our own. There had to be a creator. And we have an incredibly loving God who wants us to have that beauty in our lives. But he knew that we weren't perfect. He knew we were selfish. So in the course of time, he would send his son to imagine what that must have been like for a God who knows that he's created something that's not perfect, but he wants us to be that way, that we got the ability to choose, that we're not puppets. We get to choose what is right and wrong in our lives. Whether we wish to follow him or turn away from him, that's our choice. He doesn't make any demands. But for us to live a life that is holy and pure. And we know we fail. But that's why he sent his son. He sent his son to give us the freedom to return to him. He would know in the human course of history that they would have to destroy his son. And yet his son could never be destroyed. To imagine what it must have been like for the disciples that week after Easter when he would appear to them. The joy they had to have had and still been afraid, but rejoicing. Here they get to see him again. And yet he would go away again. But he left them everything that they needed to continue this mission in the world. How does he do that? By giving the Holy Spirit. On the wonderful gift of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles, all of them coming together from all over the world, then hearing the apostles speak in their own native tongues. What a miracle that was. Because the apostles didn't know all these languages, and yet what they spoke was able to be heard. How well do we listen to the Lord? And it's not even translated. We get to hear the word that he speaks to us plainly in the scriptures. Because he gives us himself fully and completely in the word of God, which is his son. 
And then we have the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit that sends forth upon us the spirit of redemption. The spirit that we are given in the baptism and confirmation to fill us with the holiness we need to be that representative of Christ to our brothers and sisters. The Holy Spirit that comes upon the gifts of bread and wine, making them for us Christ's body and blood. That we come together to celebrate the incredible love and power of God present to us in his own body and blood. To be nourished, to be strengthened by that spirit. The spirit that comes upon us through the mass, through our sacraments, through our daily living, sending us forth like the disciples. Go forth and make nations, disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Trinity. Our responsibility as people of faith is to go forth and bring people to Christ. Help them see the reality of being forgiven, of being welcomed, of being loved. That's our gift that we are given through the Holy Spirit to be able to go forth and bring that message, that grace and peace to one another. And the Lord continue to open our hearts, our minds, to see his presence as creator, redeemer, and sanctifier in a wonderful gift of life that we have.